Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Yep. Oh, hello, everybody. We're live. It's another episode of Day After Show. We're here second day or second show of Fall Tour here. We're talking about Boston Night 2. Neil's here, and we've got uh, Pod Vet at this point, I think. Uh, other Ryan Second at time. Ponder Education. How's it going, Ryan? I'm um, great. Thanks for having me on. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for coming back. Neil, how are you doing today? Great. I'm doing great. I'm a little tired. I stayed yeah. up late last night um, touring the city of Boston. but As one does. Right. As one does when Goose is in Boston. Why not? You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm here. I'm very excited. For, you know, Everyone can see. I'm here at Borderland Festival. Very, very excited for tonight's set, uh, but also very excited to talk about last night's show, uh, which was pretty good, if, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I'm reserving that kind of judgment because I don't want to be accused of attendance bias. <laughs> is, is Jive Goose watching? That, that's the real question. Is Jive Goose oh. watching? Um, well, before we dive into the show, of course, uh, let's talk about the pre-show vibe. Ryan, how, did, how was your experience getting into the venue last night, finding your seats? Where were you, and how did you and your son feel? before the band went on oh well you know it, I, I love the hometown venues you know i love going into the city whenever i can uh, it was actually pretty busy getting into the city we had uh peter gabriel at the garden and the red sox and yankees at fenway uh so the traffic was pretty heavy it took a little bit of time getting down there but uh parking's pretty easy down there it's a very chill vibe i think by the uh leader bank pavilion uh, we were feeling good. I mean, we, uh, you know, unfortunately we couldn't make Wednesday. Um, so we, this was our only show of uh, the tour until Goosemas. So we were both uh, really pumped and uh, you know, the, the vibes were strong, you know, it's a little different when you have the reserve seating everywhere and you know, you're not used to kind of floating around in the beginning and seeing everybody. Um, but uh, you know, we managed to say hi to a lot of folks and uh, it, it was great. You know, the, the, community is strong and only growing stronger and uh everybody is just so welcoming to to land into so uh 
we were so pumped and uh, the night did not disappoint for sure. Amazing. Neil, what about you? Night, night two versus night one. How was your experience getting into oh. the venue and, and getting to your seats? Yeah. Well, so I didn't work before the show uh, yesterday. <laughs> so that was good. That's a plus. Uh, but yeah, traffic in the city was bananas. It took us almost an hour to get down there from my house, which is normally like a 20 minute drive. Um, and I was almost late to the pod, uh, which I did from downtown, but I made, it, made it, right? Uh, we made it work. And so, yeah, after that, I walked over to Row 34, which is a restaurant here in Boston, and had a crazy, crazy good dinner with my cousin, <clears throat> which is awesome. And then we kind of skipped over to the venue and just went right in. It was, uh, it was pretty great. Amazing. And, and where, where were you guys' seats last night? Where did you end up? I know, Neil, you were not, sadly, dead center on the rail last night. I, yeah, I was not dead center on the rail with a spotlight on me for like 50% of the show. <laughs> like, yeah, As night. seen on TV. Oh, yes, man. you were. <laughs> uh, that is remarkable. I still haven't gone to look at it yet because I'm just terrified. But uh, I got into the... You're going to love it. I read like all the rail people like, you know, uh, Tamara and Binky and, um, and uh, Lucas and <clears throat> all these like you know, rail rider folks, like, they were like, oh my God, you were on the rail last night. And I think Binky was saying that. And I was like, I don't know how you guys do that. I like so self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. Ryan, where were you guys? We were uh, section three. We were third row from uh, the front by right in front of Trevor. And uh, it was a great spot. Yeah. Uh, the, the sound was good. You know, it's, it could be hit or miss in that venue, depending on literally which way the wind's blowing. Uh, but uh, sounded great near us, and uh, it was a great Amazing. spot. A lot of room, a lot of room to, to dance. Amazing. Well, let's dive into the show here. We'll start with you, Ryan. Your thoughts on the first uh, four songs of the set? We'll go with here: Doctor Darkness, California Magic, Lead the Way, Lead Up. Take me through it. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, you know, dark, uh, darkness. I think is a, a usually a safe opener. I, I feel like that'd be the word I'd go with. It kind of uh, gets the, the band flowing and feeling good. And uh, it was a strong version. You know, I don't know if I'd classify it as anything out of the, the ordinary there, but uh, always strong. California Magic is, I think, the only one I might have gotten right in my fantasy picks yesterday. It was a rough two nights for me on there. I also only hit one. So <laughs> it, it happens. But, uh, you know, I thought that, it was good. It was um, on point. You know, Lead the Way was one that I had been chasing for a while. Um, absolutely adore that song. Uh, my nine-year-old daughter is Sadie, so that's uh, her favorite song as well. Uh, so I managed to make sure I got a video sent to her as well. Uh, but I love Lead, Lead the Way. I mean, it, it just got so blissful there towards the end, and uh, I was just living my best life there. And Landon had his arms up, and it was just a, a great moment. Um, and Lead Up is one that I had been chasing. It's probably one of my favorite, if not the favorite new song uh, of theirs that I uh, hadn't heard live, and it did not disappoint. I, I just love Rick Solo in there, um, and when it picks up at that very end, I mean, I just think it's a quintessential jam indie vibe song and uh i i think it's gonna go down as probably in a couple give it a couple of years it'll be one of their big hits i think it, it's just that kind of song for me uh, yeah but it's the, started off strong i think that you know the first two songs i think it was a little safe but nothing wrong with that you know they were played well 
and uh, lead the way jam kind of got things rolling. And as we'll talk about after lead up, I mean, it really picked up. Definitely. Uh, and yeah, I, I, you know, I love to hear, you know, you and Landon having a great time. And I want to say how happy I am that lead the way is back in at least semi-regular rotation. You know, this is the fourth version of the yes. year. Um, thank God, you know, 40 shows without it was far, far too long. So really happy to see that it's back in. Neil, how about you on these first four songs? Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was pretty songy, you know, a little jukeboxy to start off the show, but I, you're going to get that. It's a first set. And uh, I do love Dr. Darkness as an opener. That's a great spot for it. California 100%. Magic, always love it. And I like that, you know, the, the one-two punch thing of just doing two you know, songs, I guess, um, like no big jams right off the bat at the show. They did it at SPAC. They're doing it here. It's kind of their, yeah. you know, not every show thing, but this is the thing that they do, right? And then you get Lead the Way, which at this point is incredibly rare, right? As you just pointed out and had an awesome jam in it. It always has a really good jam, but that jam last night was just, oh, it was so good. Yeah, And uh, I was saying in the moment it, that it sounded exactly like Cleveland's All I Need. And mm. I haven't gone back to verify, but pretty sure, yeah, I like a 23 All I Need opener too. 23 All I Need opener. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. Alas, you don't always get that. Definitely had that, that Cleveland All I Need uh, kind of theme to it. Uh, really, really strong organ work from Peter on that jam. Just an amazing foundation, created a really nice vibe um, for that one. And, you know, again, Neil, we talk about this all the time. We're waiting for that 20 minute lead the way. Well, that's what I was getting to. I was, it was like, I like last night, I was like, this is it. This yeah, is the one. This is Every version this. feels like the one. <laughs> <laughs> the 20 minute lead the way. They're like, here we are. We're finally here because it felt like they could have stayed in that space for an extraordinarily long time, but they just yeah. didn't, uh, which is fine. You know, it's absolutely fine because the set does pick up later here. Yeah. And then they jump into lead up, which is just, say the same things every time we talk about lead up it's it's an amazing song it is great and you know the audience was going bananas for a song that's not really released per se yeah. the, the the crowd was really really into the song last night how can you and, not uh, be that song is yeah, just it's, awesome <laughs> well and it's got like kind of like the big peaks built into it and stuff so i mean it gets everybody up and jumping and dancing and yeah but dude it's awesome it's amazing it's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now we move into second half of the set. We've got Earthling or Alien, first big jam of the night, and the Empress of Orkanos to close it off. Neil, how are you feeling about those? Oh, man. That was uh, where it really picked up. You know, when they started playing Earthling, like I was joking around, like, John hates this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you probably know, still you did, even though yeah. they played an amazing Earthling. Yeah, you, you knew what was coming, right? This was going to be the jam that we were waiting for in the set. It did not disappoint. The place erupted. I mean, folks were already moving because of lead up, but I mean, it just exploded during Earthling Aurelian. Killer jam in here. I got lost in this jam. It was so much fun. And yeah, I don't really have any particular points of the jam or moments in the jam to point out because I was just like so locked in through this whole, well, through the whole rest of the set, really. I mean, it's just, was lots of minutes of very good jamming. Agreed. Uh, agreed. Oh, we yeah. A good friend of the pod, Brian Brinkman, drew a little, uh, I know you rider kind of vibe uh, dur during the Earthling, uh, but just, you know, lots of, lots of triumph there. 
Um, just excellent, excellent jam. And then Empress was an unbelievable way to close the setup as well. I do love uh, trying. Yeah, uh, lots of fun. Uh, uh, Ryan, I think is getting hazed right now by people backstage uh, at Borderlands. I want to turn the camera around because it is probably yeah, turn the so many what are we... I will not be. Uh, Ryan, how are you feeling on these last on. two songs of the set? Everyone say hi to Nooch. Hey. What is up? <laughs> Ryan, how are you feeling on Earthling and Empress to close out the set? You know, just like, you know, Neil was saying, like, I got completely, like, taken to a faraway place there in Earthling early. And I mean, I was just in it. I was like, the lights were going crazy. The crowd was going crazy. I mean, everybody was into it. And that crowd was a little chompy, chompy at the beginning. Um, and, uh, oh, everybody just got laser focused. Uh, on the band after lead up and then this last stretch. Uh, I think that was a turning point for maybe some fans that were new and they saw this two song stretch uh, back to back and they left after that set one and people around us were just in awe. I mean, that's how strong uh, Earthling and Empress were. I mean, it was just fantastic. And, who doesn't love like a whole crowd going like we've got the love and the rhythm in the show and everybody's feeling it, you know, during Empress. I mean, it's just a great moment. And uh, it was really uh, just a dynamite way to end that set. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And I mean, th that moment in Empress, the chorus is always such uh, a triumph, but it was cool. Earthling as well going big, you know, it had a first, it had a really, really strong opening to the year with the cap and other Boston version. Uh, and then yeah. kind of, you know, got relegated to this 10 minute, you know, funk fest uh, for most of the year. So it's nice to see it, you know, get stretched up past the 20 minute mark again. Um, I would put this one hasty rank a little bit, but second best uh, of the year. I'd, I'd say it's the better of the two Boston versions, but yeah, it's definitely. not as good as the cap. Definitely. Personally. I mean, that cap, you know, I, I've got a special place in my heart for that one. It's so, so good. But it's I real good. To this one yet, so. I mean, we'll see how it all shakes out. Time will tell. Yeah. So, you know, the other interesting thing about this is like Earthling and Empress as a one-two punch to end a set is outrageous. When they started yeah. playing Empress, I was just like, what the hell? Like, it just didn't even like, I mean, awesome, awesome set listing there. That's all I have to say about that. But I wasn't expecting that at all. I was expecting probably like, a, I don't know something that wasn't nearly as much of a jammer to kind of close it out. And yeah, that was high energy going into the yeah. It was awesome. Uh, other, other good friend of the pod, uh, Brad Solari texted me during Empress and made a good point. Like I really like Empress in, in the first set closing spot. Cause you don't see it there as much. You know, it's usually second set opener, second set closer. And so seeing it earlier in the show, kind of uh, a unique placement, uh, you know, it, it's popped up there a bunch, but Nice to hear it earlier in the show and kind of unexpected. Uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't expected to see it that early last night. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it in the meat of the set. Sorry to cut you off there. Right? Yeah. I'll finish real quick. But like, it's you know, I think in the past it's been like a second set, like pick me up song or like an encore, you know, rager. But I like it in like the meat of the show. It's just it's a good enough song where it can live there and and be great. You know, so sorry, Ryan. Yes. Yeah. Right. No. I, and I, I just think that, um, you know, that song and that placement, I think it just it carries over through a set break. You know, I think it, it just got everybody amped up. And to me, like the set break flew by because I, everybody was just 
in great spirits. Everybody thought that ending of that set was fantastic. Uh, and there was a buzz during that break. And it, yeah, I think that's what you want to do with that last song of that first set is do just that. hundred percent. hundred percent. Neil, how are you feeling at that break? Well, last thought before we go, like the cool thing in Empress last night, and I don't know if this was picked up on the stream, but you know how like kind of Peter does the thing with his arms up and gets everybody to like to do oh, like, yeah. the, the yeah. jazz hands. <laughs> so like he was like actually getting the crowd to like do like this. And it was <laughs> a little it bit was of the hilarious. Wave. I mean, he was having a time of his life doing it. And I think Rick was like, Yeah, like enough of that. And it was pretty great. Um yeah. So Rick just like totally ruined Peter's spot on that one. Uh, but yeah, set break um, was good, man. I went, what did I do at set break? I'm trying to remember now. I went and like found some folks. I was excited. I went and found Paige again um, because I, you know, she probably really wanted to hear lead the way. So I said, I'm really excited for you that you got to see that. And then um, just hung out and sat down for a while at separate to take a rest because we had just been going hard since like three o'clock, you know? <laughs> and uh, so didn't really see many people at separate just relaxed. And yeah, it was nice. Well, I mean, and what a set too happened after that. Uh, oh. Let's dive into that a little bit, you know, start with, you know, start with the first two songs here. Uh, All I need the LPGOB version uh, and Thatch. Uh, and I would just like to shout out um, Adam Scheinberg from Songfish uh, for having a built-in thing uh, where because there are two All I Needs now in the drop-down where I enter the songs on the set list on elgoose.net, oh, yeah. it gives me the option for the Goose version of the LPGOB, which I was very worried about the confusion <laughs> there. Uh, so thank you uh, to Songfish and Adam for, for building that into the site. But I thought that uh, they absolutely crushed the live debut of this song. Uh, it sounds great. And there's some jam potential in there uh, that I look forward to seeing. Uh, but Ryan, how did you feel about this all I need and then talk about Thatch too. Well, you know, I um, was, wasn't as familiar with um, the lyrical part of, of that version. Uh, so I, I can't really, I couldn't really speak to how much uh, they nailed that, but uh, musically, I mean, it was fantastic. I really love it. And, um, you know, I, I have to go back and, and re-listen to it, but uh, excited to get the premiere of that. I, like you said that so much potential is there. Um, but I think for the first time playing in front of an audience, uh, they, they crushed it and, you know, and, uh, look forward to re-listening, but that thatch coming up next. Wow. I mean, that was something special. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even know where to go after that. You know, that just honestly kept going and you started seeing like the ups and downs and you're like, Oh, wait, still thatched. Oh, wait, still that. And like, this is fantastic. Um, and it probably another hasty and probably a, a attendance bias, but probably one of my favorite thatches that I, I, I've heard. I mean, I was just enthralled the entire way through. I mean, it just was captivating to me and nonstop movement. And, uh, you know, the crowd thatch is another one that I think is now an automatic get the crowd screaming. You know, and it's another one, not on an album, you know, but. But it's Thatch. It, you you it's know. Thatch. It's you, you Thatch. Can't, you can't freak out when Thatch is played because it's no. Thatch. But, uh, I mean, just a great dancey start to the set, too, and everybody's moving around. And uh, you just felt good things coming. You felt like the band was just in a great place and vibing and just feeling it. And uh, you knew that that rest of the show was going to be killer. And it certainly yeah. was. 
Neil, your thoughts on Thatch before I go full Peter nerd here? Um, yeah, well, so all I need was great. And so the interesting thing about this venue is that it's it wasn't loud. It was actually quite quiet, the sound. So I, I think a lot of people have been talking about like how like chompery it was. And I think it's only because the music wasn't so loud that it was like drowning out people's mm. speaking. And when they played the All I Need and then, well, actually Thatch that came after, all of that like chatter stopped and like, you could hear a pin drop in spaces. I mean, the, the crowd was captivated. They were, they were in it, at least near where I was. And uh, yeah, Thatch... I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. That it's there needs to be a word in the English language to describe <laughs> the the feeling you have when a jam you're experiencing a jam and you're like, this is awesome, and I'm going to talk yeah. about this jam a lot for the next year. <laughs> um, and so that was like happening last night. I was like, this this is a top tier version, and I don't know. Like I said, I got to go back and re-listen to this stuff. There's only a handful of thatches that are over 20 minutes. This is one of them. Uh, it's good. It's really, really good. And man, did I have fun in this one. I like I had to like take yeah. a little rest after for a minute because I just danced so hard. But, yeah, Makes sense. Great. Makes sense. I, I think you know, Peter's really unlocking new things uh, on his profit synthesizer, even you know, two shows into the tour. And every every successive tour, I feel like you know, they take some time off the road and Peter like locks himself in a room with the profit for a few days at least, uh, and just like, you know tries to figure out what else he can do with it. Uh, and there were some, there were some new tones being unlocked last night. Uh, he was also using, it sounded like the whirly tone on the Nord, but with some synth layers behind it. Um, a lot of really, really cool stuff happening at Thatch, uh, you know, got dark for a little while. Um, but I just want to, I just want to emphasize Peter's textural role in this jam because it was absolutely phenomenal. And I love the kind of unique way that Rick brought us back home there. Uh, you know, I felt like that that new section that they were kind of diving into could have gone a little longer, but bringing it back from that kind of like like that low section instead of reaching a peak and then hitting back into the thatch ending was a very unique way uh, to approach yeah. the song. But I, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Blew me away uh, from the couch last night, like just beyond. Um, and so from there, uh, let's go. Everything must go. Feel it now. Dripfield, uh, Neil, start us off here. Last three songs, the second set. What an amazing chunk of music that is, right? So this is not second set jammers necessarily, although... Everything although, Must Go is a second set jammer now, okay? It although, is, oh, it yeah, is, oh, I mean, that, that is the so. crazy part is, uh, you know, so I was there with my cousin last night. He doesn't see nearly as many Goose shows as I do. Um, and we were just kind of... <laughs> this is hilarious, just watching you, Ryan. Um, I, I turned to him, I was like, this sounds like a ballad, but it's not going to end like a ballad. And he was like, oh yeah. And of course, that is what we got. The, the last two versions of this song have been so ridiculously strong. So I think back to New Jersey when they played at the shore. They, that, I think that was the last version. That was, right? Yeah. And then the one that they Everything played last go. night. Yeah. And like, I don't know, which one's the goat? I don't know. We're going to have to go back and listen to this one because this felt equally as strong as the one that they played in Asbury Park. So, I mean, so you get that, right? Good jam in there. You get Feel It Now, which is just an incredible song. I say it every time we talk about it. It's such a great second set song. It's perfect in that spot. And then I never would have seen that drip field coming. And then we get like a drip field to close it out with like 
fire. There was like fire in the strip field. So I think over the last year, there's been a lot of, you know, Peter tinkering around with like the marimba patch with like the piano mm. layered over it. And it's like haunting and weird and like big drip drums. This was not that. This was just fire. Absolute fire, uh, you know, all the way through. And so like not your usual drip field, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think we were talking about it this morning and like Jeff was like, it was like, oh yeah, it was like a pretty typical drip field. I, was like, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I think it was just like it was just, just really hot. good. Again, more more of that oh, more yeah. of that incredible vintage vibe now uh, with, with the variable voice control modification to it. Um, but yeah, just the the tone on that thing is just it's it's been so good. <laughs> I mean, he jumped right onto it too, which I yeah, think was surprising quick. to me. He usually goes over to the Nord for piano. Yeah, yeah, and plays the piano on the Nord, or like I was saying, the marimba thing that he right. does. But straight to the vintage vibe, which I thought was different, and then I think that actually was the intent. He's been feeling the vibe, you know. Yeah, just like just fire. like let's just do fire. So, uh, I love that Ryan's getting haze while we're doing. This. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, thank you, thank you, um, Ryan. What about you? Your thoughts on everything must go? Feel it now, drip field. I love everything must go. That gets me in my, my feelings uh, <laughs> while they're singing it. I love it. And I know where it's going to go. And uh, the jam did not disappoint. You know, I, I thought it was fantastic. Feel it now is just so fun. I mean, it, it, every time it's just a dance party. It, and it's just the, like a quintessential, like Peter tune and just want to move, just want to dance uh, and it was executed very well. And drip field, to me, never disappoints. I mean, the lights, Ben, Jeff, you know, they just crush it every time. Um, I, I love drip field, and I, I really do think last night's uh, version was a top tier version. I don't know, you know, where that would rank, but I mean, I thought it was very, very good, very good, and ending that uh, the way that they did and heading off to Encore. A lot of exhausted people from that run. I mean, that was a great stretch of music there and a uh, great way to end that set. And that, that whole second set, top to bottom, I, I, it was just so fun. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Everything Must Go was the perfect, perfect set list call to come after uh, yeah. Thatch. You know, it, it kind of it kind of feels like a cool down at the beginning. You get a moment to breathe, enjoy some beautiful, beautiful songwriting, and then they just dive into this like just driving minor key groove uh, that just goes like foot to the floor. You know, I was I was listening to the second set on my drive down here this morning, uh, and like I mean, all I need Thatch. Everything Must Go is just incredible, incredible driving music. Uh, I, I was punching the roof a little bit, uh, you know, that the Big Lebowski gift. Um, but, yeah, it was amazing. Feel It Now is always great. Uh, late second set. And then it's Drip Field, you know. I, we talked about that a little bit, you know. Peter, Vintage Vibe, et cetera. Uh, and then we get a solid hot tea encore, you know. Nice uh, close out the two-night run uh, with, with a nice little tea, uh, you know. A little bit outside the box, uh, but hey. pretty pretty standard version. You gotta yeah. you gotta end Boston with a, a Boston hot tea party by the harbor. So yeah, you, know, you, gotta, exactly. you gotta toss that in there. So it's uh, it was a good placement, good fun song. You know, it wasn't uh, Portland, uh, but it was fun as hell. I mean, it was yeah. just a, again just a great way to end it. Everybody was happy. Everybody was dancing, and um, always a party. And you know, I. 
I did love the little hints of uh, future big Boston shows there from Peter right beforehand too. So uh, I'm not forgetting that. Yeah, come on, Goose so, as, twenty twenty four. Let's go. As, Shout as out, Jive Goose would say. Yes, uh, encore, that encore that shit. <laughs> uh, exactly, Ryan Lickbold. Uh, we needed another Ryan voice in here too. It's not enough. So thanks. Not for enough Ryan. More Ryan's. Um, yeah, that was really fun way to close the show. It's like kind of surprising. I, I put like, for some reason or another in my mind, I put Hot Tea and Empress in the same bucket. And I'm always surprised when they played them at the same show. Uh, but, you know, there it was. There it was. And what's great. And I think, you know, interesting story. Actually, I have a story to tell. I love stories. Yeah, no, we haven't talked about this yet. But like this, this story involves you. So this, this guy and this girl in front of me uh <laughs> yes Rick says hello <laughs> uh, amazing so it happened um so so yeah this this these two in front of me i like i recognized them and i was like where do i know these people from I'm like they're so familiar to me and so the story gets more interesting so at in between you know in the encore break i, I say to the guy i was like i know you from somewhere and he's like I don't know. And I was like, wait a second, were you at Peach? And he's like, yeah. And he's, I was like, you stood in front of me and Ryan at Peach for like a whole day, basically. Ah. Uh, <laughs> that's the craziest thing. And so like, we just like kind of started talking and I was like, oh, wait a second. Like I took some video at the show. I probably have video with like you in it um, because you were just standing in front of me. So then I flipped through my phone and of course there they are on my phone, um, which is amazing. So like, we're talking further and he was like, he's like, hey, you like Eggie? And I was like, yeah. Like, do I? I wear a sweatshirt every single day. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I absolutely love it. I listen to him all the time. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm Donnie's older brother. And I was like, oh, and that's kind of why you might look yes. familiar to me too. Uh, <laughs> so that was an amazing thing. Uh, so I ended up like sending them the video of them at at Peach in front of us, kind of just the tops of their heads, filming the, the band on the stage. But such a bizarre small world, right? that I end up behind these people at the Boston show who I was behind at Peach earlier this summer. So it was a pretty neat thing. Uh, nice guy. It's a really nice guy. Good story. Good story. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add, Ryan, before we wrap up the episode? No, you know, I just, uh, the more the band grows, I think the more special this gets and the community keeps building. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing um, finding this band with, especially my son and going through a, a lot the past two years. And now every time we go to a show, it is magic and it is so much fun and the people could not be nicer. And uh, I cannot wait to see what's to come for, for these guys. It's just fantastic. And thank you guys for all that you do for the community. And um, I really appreciate you having me on. Another great show, and I can't wait for Goosemas and hope to see everybody there. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, but Ryan, thank you so much for being on today. It's been a wait, pleasure. Ryan, I, wait, I want to talk for like maybe 15 oh. more minutes. Oh, so okay, that's fine. You can't go and hang out backstage. So, hey, like, no one, no one said I was doing that. <laughs> no one said I was doing anything of that sort, okay? Um, you, you look like you really wanted to wrap up this episode. So, like, I'm just, you know, there are just, just a lot of people out, in here. Like, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Time to wrap uh, well, the show. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of the After Show. Thank you, Ryan, for being here. Uh, I'm very excited because four hours of this time, I get to see a Goose show. Um, and I can't wait. Two and a half hours set. A lot can happen. And I'm not going to make any speculation about what might happen because of who is in the vicinity. Um, <laughs> but you get Dawes today. Sick. You get Goose today. Yeah. Tomorrow, Neil Francis. Tab. Like, I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's a great weekend. Like, what, a, what an amazing weekend. I hope you have a blast. Folks, if you're going to Borderlands, find Ryan. Give him a high five. Maybe I have a limited amount of clap tweet stickers. A limited amount. Uh, so find me before they're gone. And I can't believe they're playing Autumn Crossing all the way through tonight. That's going to be fantastic yeah. out there. I'd be okay with it. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, that's request. All right, man. All right. Well, everybody, right, everybody, have yourselves a fantastic rest of your day. We'll be back here tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, to talk about Goose's set tonight. Uh, so here we go. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Day After Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, this is Henry Kay host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.